The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofa. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to uh, Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Corson, Dave Hughes is here. Hello, Hughesy. Hello, Will. Uh, we're in your uh, apartment that you've been staying in in Sydney for, well, not your apartment. Someone else's apartment. Yes, in uh, Chinatown, uh, 12th floor, uh, the Inmark building. Right. It's kind of like at night, I imagine this would be like a scene from uh, Batman. Yeah, well, you know, my son who is... um just turned five. He was up here the other day and he said, Dad, it's like I'm in Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's not racist. He's a fan of the original uh, Japanese Godzillas. He actually said that on the street, actually. We're going, son. It's... So it was like, you know, because everyone's, everyone's Asian and he felt like he was in Godzilla. So. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. Um, did they, what, what, what is in their head? Because Raf's your eldest, right? And yes. He's five. Yes. So does he understand what, what you do? Like, is it, does he have a sense that, of what your job is? Yeah, he does now, absolutely. He, he, he understands that I'm a, I'm a comedian. And uh, true story, the other day he was playing with some pegs and I said, uh, are they special pegs, Raf? And he goes, Dad, they're special to me. And uh, I had a bit of a laugh and he goes, Dad, you should write that down. <laughs> he actually said that. And I've been using it on stage and, and I don't get a laugh from – they're special to him, but I get a laugh from him saying, you should I should write, write that, that down. down. And then I, then I, on stage, I go on with, well, I shouldn't because I didn't get a laugh. And you're trying to, anyway. <laughs> Me slagging my son off is a big part of my act now. Right. And mm. and you do you have any qualms about that? Do you have no, any rules? No, sometimes I do. My wife said to me a little while ago, Come, you've got to say something nice about your children on stage. I mean, you don't say anything nice about them. Because at some stage, <laughs> at some stage, like five or ten years from now, they're going to watch that. I go, he hated me. I know. I, I am slightly <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that Yeah, and then you'll turn to them and go Look, the reason you live in a nice house <laughs> exactly. Is because I hated you Exactly The it's, reason you've never yeah. had to have a job <laughs> Is because I hated you we were, in, we were in Adelaide a little while ago And we had to We did photos taken Family photos For something was going to end up In the Herald Sun And uh the photographers wanted all the kids to smile at the same time, which is just oh. absolutely. First, she came home and said, I just want chaos. I just want chaos. And I'm like, we'll just start taking okay, photos great. and just go. Yeah. We You're bring, on. We, we bring chaos <laughs> to the table. <laughs> she didn't want chaos. No. She wanted perfectly, uh, you know, perfectly orchestrated uh, smiling wackiness. And But my three-year-old daughter at one point said, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, I didn't. Well, I, I, the Tom said, because it's hard to explain to them. Like, oh, no, this is important publicity for your dad's comedy festival season. <laughs> on stage, I've done this story on stage, not very often, but I, on stage, I go, do it. This is what pays for your down, your Pepper Pig downloads. Right. And, yeah. And I, on stage, I do a thing where I go, we're, we're people have to know that we're a happy fucking family. Right? So, that's my on stage bit. But yeah. Yeah, that is, but it is interesting because uh, I think that I mean, and of course, like it's it's going to be a weird life for them anyway when they go to school yes, and yeah. tell their yeah, other friends. Because yeah. that's, I mean, I honestly do think about this quite a lot. Because Steve Abbott, uh, who's the Sandman, yes. you know, people will know a very yeah. funny Australian character, the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to umpire, you know, his sons like you know, under eleven cricket yeah, matches. Yeah. 
And he said that at one stage, there was just a point in his life where he went from being the coolest dad, like up until about under 11s, yeah. everybody loved that, like, yeah, his son loved that his dad was the Sandman. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then just somewhere around under 11s, it became the most uncool thing <laughs> in the entire world. And now, like, he was there trying to umpire their cricket <laughs> matches, but no one would respect yeah, him because right, he was like a clown. Yeah, the you daggy know. Sandman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'm cool. At, at daycare, I really have got some cachet. Like these little kids, two, you know, three-year-old kids, four-year-old yeah. kids recognize me, especially on the project. If you're on the project right. every night, which I'm not anymore, but I was every night, they would see. The, it's on just before they go to bed. So, yeah, yeah I, was, I was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have – I, I, I don't know if this is an impolite thing to ask, but I'm going to ask anyway. Yeah. Do you have a specific approach to parenting? Like do you have a philosophy about parenting or is it more <sighs> – like, how, how do you go about it? I just want the kids to be happy. That is my, you know, that's the corny answer. But yep. just be happy and just just have fun, you know. My son, my son he's just, he's he's already afraid to lose. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, let's play toss mean? of the coin. No. Uh-huh. Why? Because I might lose. Oh. I might lose a toss of the coin. I don't know. I think it's me pl- watching football, maybe. I don't know what if I've instilled in him. Maybe right. it's me watching. Well, you supporting yeah. sport yes. and how angry you get at the Colton <laughs> players when they lose. And he's like, I, I never want daddy to be that angry at me. Exactly. <laughs> daddy what... told me he loved these guys <laughs> in the blue jumpers, but now he seems to hate them. What if when he says he loves me, he also hates me that way? That's what I, it is. I remember when my wife was working one Sunday and I had to watch Carlton play Adelaide and uh, uh, with I only had two at that point, yeah. but the oldest was Rafi was probably three, maybe three, and um, he just I remember him just starting to cry as I'm watching the footy. Say, Dad, why are you so angry? And I'm like, Mate, it's not you. It's not you. Why are you so angry? Just no con. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's it. I mean, yeah, that's it. But that is an interesting thing because I imagine in that moment, like you know, because he's young. Yeah. Like so, you're not like. But there's another party that's like, oh, you, I don't want you to have that attitude in your life that yes. you won't try anything yes. in case you're afraid of I know. losing. Like it's a kind of a terrifying... It is. You just want him to just have fun. I always say, mate, the one who has fun is the one... And the one who wins is the one who has the most fun. Right. Trying to instill that in him and still he still doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to lose. And he's, he started barring for Adelaide as well. We were over there for a month for the Fringe. and uh-huh. So he got an Adelaide cap. I did a gig for Adelaide Crows and uh, he was wearing that around. And um, he's going, Dad, I break for Adelaide too. And he's trying to wind me up, I think, rather than because he's breaking for Carlton. Yeah. Then I said, well, what about when Carlton play Adelaide? Who are you going to break for then? And he said, I'll break for the winner. (laughs) 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 It's a very uh, wise thing. Well, that's all right. I quite like that. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody backstage at my gig the other night about uh, nerves. Yeah. And about, um, you know, and uh, we were just having a conversation about comedy. And I love your opinion on this because... I was talking about the idea of they were saying, "Do you still get nervous?" And I and I was thinking, "Well, I, I don't know if I really do in the traditional sense. I'm sure that I still do in some way, but but it's kind of more like you in you know that the thing we're going to do is hard, yeah, and you've accepted that in your life. Like I have to do it anyway. Yes, yes. So you like, and I always think that that enables you in other areas of your life to have that sort of attitude of going I think when you do our job you realise that if you're not willing to lose yeah absolutely because sometimes you're just going to fucking lose definitely the first gig I ever did I was horrible and no one laughed at all it was the most humiliating moment of my life but I did afterwards realise that I, I didn't get physically hurt right and, and it actually occurred and I think it occurred to me that you know the only one who really cares is me no one else cares right so you do 
yeah, it's, 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 it's character building when you do lose. But I don't get that nervous. But then sometimes I walk, last night I walked on stage and, you know, and you immediately, if you're doing a festival, everyone's there to see you. Yep. And, you know, you, just, you assume that as soon as you start speaking, they're going to start laughing because right. you're funny. Last yeah. night, I was like... Yeah, we've all already agreed it. <laughs> like, I mean, essentially a comedy gig is either you convincing an audience that you're funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so yes. that we can all laugh yes, together. Yeah, yeah. Or it's them going, no, no, we've all agreed you're funny. Yeah, so we, we can... paid 40 bucks. This guy's funny. We're traveling to bloody right. Marrickville, you know? I've actually said to audiences in a long, like, festival <laughs> run, like, if, like, literally if it's like, you know, five minutes in, it isn't yeah. quite warmed up yet. Yeah. I have said to the audience, I said, "Look, by the end, you're going to be loving this, and you're going to be disappointed you didn't get on board early, so you can enjoy it all." Let's just like, yeah. Well, last night I've walked on stage expecting them just to start laughing, so yeah. I start speaking, and they just sort of no. didn't. They sort of didn't. And I'm like, hang on. I actually, at one point in the first couple of minutes, thought, is my microphone on? Right. I actually had that thought. I had that thought. I was, I was looking at oh, it. I love that. Have you just started, be a sound problem you just started here. typing it. Is this thing on? There's got to be a sound problem here. But eventually they warmed up. But yeah, yeah. it was like. It was the first time for a while because, you, you, know, you know, you get in a good frame of mind right. and then that doesn't happen for a while. But then every, every so now and you get an audience just surprises you. But on a Friday night, like a full bloody crowd, you're like, I love that. I normally love the attitude of a Friday night crowd. Right. You know, start of the weekend, people. We've had a beautiful day. Right. What could be the problem? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I mean, but that is interesting. So this, uh, uh, it's, I guess, because you've gone back into doing stand-up like more this year. Like, yes. You, like, so... Uh, I'm guessing most people listening to the podcast know who you are, but for my American uh, listeners, because there's a bunch yeah, of them yeah. now, um, like Husey for the last, well, you know, huge stand-up comedian, but for the last uh, sort of 10 years, really. Yeah, 12 years on radio. Radio, and, and how uh, long for, on the TV? Uh, Seven years or yeah, something? Yeah, I've done TV for that whole time, but yeah, yeah f- five years I was doing almost every night. Every so night, and, and on television. Show, so yeah, so it was not doing as much stand-up. So as like, you stepped year. away from two massive commitments and then went, right, I'm going to go and, like, yeah, you I'm know. Yeah, I'm going to entertain people, you know, in sometimes small rooms, you know, right. in the middle of nowhere, you know. <laughs> and, like, every time I talk to you, it seems like you're having a really good time with yes. that. Has there been any moment in that, like, where you just thought, ah, oh, fuck, this, this is the really? right thing to do. Is this and what I'm meant to be doing? Oh, look, not really, no. Yeah. But, again, last night in the first, you know, couple of minutes, <laughs> I'm going to resist, you know, have I made the right decision? But generally, generally I'm loving it, yeah. I'm loving it just because of the reaction you get. From a room full of people that, I mean, in my opinion, you affect them much more than you can affect people via, you know, radio or TV or in a way, a more more intense way, you know. When people come to you and say, oh, mate, my my jaws, my, you know, cheeks are hurting or, you know, that, and and they're well, that's. That's pretty cool when, I, you know, that's a good thing to hear. So, yeah, that's and – I, and I do love – I just love stand-up. I love being able to make jokes about, you know, the Malaysian plane and stuff without having to worry too much. Oh, you're about to worry about letters? <laughs> or like, to worry about meetings? You're like, I'd like oh. to make this joke, but now I'm going to have to have meetings. <laughs> exactly. Do I know? I've told oh. this joke heaps of times without one single meeting on this tour. Or as you know on TV and some of the stuff we do, you got a, a person in your ear. That person in your ear who is just, you know, they're stressed because they're trying to organise a whole show and they've got to get to an ad break right. or, you know, they've got 15 other stupid stories coming up and, you know, so you speaking for an extra five seconds ruins their, not, their night. Right. So, yeah. But if you don't speak for another five <laughs> seconds, it ruins the joke. <laughs> And it's, exactly. we've spoken about this before and we're certainly not going to dish dirt because I've, I've spoken about the fact that I like, go, I'm glad that people invite me on the project yes, and I'm always yeah, happy to yeah, go yeah. on. But you did that show for years and as I've explained to people before on this show, it's, 
difficult as a comedian yes. because quite often, like you, I, last time I was on, for example, like uh, two guys on the panel were having a really fun fight yeah. that I would have loved to get yeah. involved with, but I knew the next thing that I was going to have to say off the back of it was, and in tragic news today, <laughs> Peaches gold off. Uh, like, I know, and, and I was never the person who had to say the tragic news, yeah. but often I was the one trying to be funny before the tragic news happened. Uh, and 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 what I would do on on you know what I you know, my my secret to um. Being a successful comedian is if, if no one else laughs at my joke, I laugh really hard <laughs> at my own joke. And so often when I've said something that hasn't got the hasn't got the reaction I wanted, I laugh really hard. Yep. And then yeah, someone like you or, or you know or Carrie or Charlie or someone will come in with us with you know fifteen people died in a bus crash. Well, yep. I'm, I'm still laughing. Yep. And I'm going. And I'm not having to try to suck my own nervous laughs back in. Yeah, not easy. Yeah. So so the stand up thing uh, has been because you've done a lot. You went you went straight back in. Like I mean, you didn't just go. I'm going to go and do some big shows. You've been doing a lot. I want to be on stage every night. I really want to be on stage every night. That's in, that's why in Sydney, you know, we could do the like, you know, I know you're busy and you're traveling a lot, and so you've done you know a few shows at the End Wall, which is the, I think probably the best stand up venue in Australia for a large venue. Yeah, I reckon it's as, well. I mean, it's, it would be in that discussion if you were having no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you in you Sydney. really. You yeah. rarely have a bad night at the end. No. They can be a little chatty, like on a like last night when Luke McGregor was on, he was doing support for me. Yeah, and there was a couple of people yelling out like yeah. while the support was on. Yeah, and not in a bad way, but in a yeah, try, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, way. they get involved there. And then I was like, when I came out, I was kind of like, no, nah, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got shit to say. <laughs> I'm a bit jet lagged. I got 80 minutes of repaired thoughts. We don't have time for this. <laughs> well, the audio is so good that you can hear everything they say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but um. But anyway, I wanted. So I'm doing, you know, a month at the at the Factory Theatre, which is you know a smaller, grungier venue. But you know, uh, every night I get to you know come up with ideas that I've come up with, I've thought of that day. So yeah. So that's what you're doing in the process. I, like, I love like, it. I love doing stand. I love the thought. I love walking around. An idea occurs to you and take it to stage. I love that. So yeah, right. That's that's my main. And how joy. do you take it to stage? What's that process? Do you, are you just like if you are walking around and thinking about something? Does it all exist in your head, or will you come back here and try? Oh, to I will write, write an, the iPhone. I'll just write a note on my and the notes in the iPhone, and it might be any one word, you know, or two words. And um, yeah, so it'll it'll probably but it'll, it'll I might keep thinking about it during the day, but um. But I, just before the show, and I'm not preparing very well at the moment, to be honest. I'm just really I've, – I've got into the rhythm of don't think about it before you walk on stage, which is good and bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know you – I think you're a bit like that. I remember I was oh, yeah. backstage with you at the uh, – Comedy theatre, and because um, you'd turn up, you were doing a show after me, and you'd yeah. turn up, you'd turn up just before you're going on, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, I like to be in my apartment as yeah. soon as close to yeah. showtime as possible. I was pacing around backstage because I was doing the show before Will in the same venue, and um, and uh, and you turned up, and I, and I said, "Do you get nervous or something?" I remember I said to you something one night, and he goes, "Nah, you know." I, whatever you said, I thought, Jesus Christ, he's relaxed. <laughs> he's really. And this is only like a few months ago, or a yeah. month ago, yeah. and yeah. I thought, Jesus, he's relaxed. I might try that. And the next night, I just kept having a conversation with someone right up until I was meant to go on stage. Yeah. And I had a great show. Right. So I've been doing that a lot more. I, I, no, I, I really do believe in that. Yeah. I believe in that idea of just not like spending any of the show before you get out there. Right. But also, I, I, here's what I think. Well, firstly, my attitude is, and, I was, and this, uh, this was in the same conversation I was having with these younger comedians about nerves. Yeah. I said, at the start, of course, you're nervous because – like your nerves are a representation of what you think the outcome will most likely be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
when you first start out, more often than not, you you, you do go badly yeah. or it is a tough crowd or yeah. whatever. So you're right to be nervous yes. because on the scientific experiment <laughs> you've been taking, there, yeah. <laughs> shit goes there's wrong. Li- there's lines. Shit and, that yeah. you don't know how to deal with yeah. because you haven't had that experience <laughs> yet, right? Shit that one day you will learn yeah. how to deal with, yeah. right? So that's all those things can go wrong. By the time you get to where we're at, like mostly all those things have already gone wrong. So you're like, yeah. if one of them happens, I know that I can deal with it. Well, exactly. If you have it, like last night, I had a crowd that weren't laughing straight away, but they were in a few minutes, right. you know, so you knew you are going to get them. Yeah, you have yeah. the confidence to go, yeah. I know you're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, you know. Yeah. Um, but the second thing is that it goes it goes well most of the time. Yes. So instead of we like... We expect it to go well. You expect yeah. it to go yeah. well. Like now, that's not to say that 20 minutes in where you drop your best joke and they don't laugh <laughs> in the way they've laughed every other night. You can't suddenly go, fuck, I should have tried harder at uni. You know, like... But you don't get nervous before. Yeah, yeah. But the second thing for me is that I, I think that it's about not going on at a different level to where the audience is at because i think being out of sync with the audience now obviously you've got to carry the audience where you want them to be but like if you go out all like guns are blazing which is i think i used to do a bit more of you know get a bit too fired up like they're not quite there yet yeah, you know, like you're like you and know. It's also like he's trying too hard. He's trying, he's trying too, hard. too hard. Yeah, like, I'm happy for you to get there, but yeah. let's all get there yeah, together yeah. at the no, same you're right. pace. You're right. You know? It's 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 walking out with that relaxed attitude, which yep. wins them over more than anything. Right, because all they want to know is right. like what they basically want to know is I'm in charge. I use this yeah. analogy all the time, which is the captain on the plane doesn't need to tell you any of that information. Yes. None of I'm, us need I'm to know that we're going to thirty thousand feet. Yes. No yes. one needs to know. Yes. It's but that's what the comedian. That's what the comedian is doing. Like, basically, you're just trying to say to people, I got this. Yes. Someone's thought this through. Yes. And that's why they want them to be calm. Yes, you're if right. You're, if you're your right. captain of your plane got on, it was just like, okay, everybody, I'm taking it. <laughs> you're like, hang on, you know what? Like, I know that he seems into it, but this is not relaxing me. You know, me last night probably having the thought, is this microphone on, was part of me not being in that relaxed frame. Right. Of course the microphone's on. Yeah. Why wouldn't the microphone be on? <laughs> and if it wasn't, do you think that all those people who paid all that money would not have, like, at some stage gone, hey, your microphone's on? So we can always relearn what we know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the most amazing thing is, I think, is how often you make the same mistakes. I you know, know, when something I goes know. wrong, and you're like, oh, of course. <laughs> this is exactly the same as time as, <laughs> as last time. I can get paranoid when I do TV spots, like stand-up spots on different things. You uh-huh. know? What do you mean? Absolutely unnecessarily. Like, like I did the NRL footy show a couple of weeks ago. And, oh, um, yeah, okay. And I was very, I was really relaxed before that. Like, I'd never been more relaxed in my entire life. I was gonna, um, why pre- were you they, so relaxed? Oh, they, they pre-recorded it because I'm... I live in Melbourne, so I did the AFL footy show a, f- a few months ago, which is you know a show that any any southern stater you know in Australia has grown up with basically. Right. So going on that show was the first time doing stand up was nerve wracking to me. Right, but also you're part of the AFL community yes. because you did a like you did a comical football show yourself for years. Yeah, for 10 and so years. now you're part of that world. Yes, yes. So I didn't. So you didn't want to go, on didn't want to go in and, and then, then be shit. And be shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Because I, you know, I have to see these people, and uh, particularly because yours was yours was a show too that most people like who had cooler tastes in comedy would have yeah. liked your show better than their yeah, show. Well, yeah. So the idea of then having to go on their show, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. not go well. No, no I horrible. understand why you'd. Yeah. Be, yeah, but they were really nice to me, and the spot went really well. But yeah. I, was, I was I was nervous before that. But then you know, in Sydney, I'm not. It's not my hometown, no. and uh, I'm not. A, I mean, I like 
the Melbourne NRL team, Melbourne Storm, but I'm not like, it's not right. my world. If it went the worst that ever went, if you had a Craig McLaughlin <laughs> moment, you could deal with never being able to go to an NRL game again in your life. But exactly. <laughs> so I've, I've, and they pre-recorded my spot because I had to do my show that night. So they were pre-recording it and putting it in the show. So it was before the even show had started. So hang on, but with audience there? With the audience okay, there. Yeah, yeah okay, so they good. did it well. And yeah. no, no, you know, this is the first time anyone will know that it was pre-recorded. Uh-huh. And um, but anyway, so I was so relaxed, but I was almost too relaxed. I almost forgot my routine. Right. I was so relaxed because <laughs> I hadn't thought about what I was going to say really when, yeah. until I got out there. And I'm like, hang on, all right. And then a part of me goes, I'm just warming up this crowd. Another part of me goes, while I'm out there, another part of me goes, hang on, now this is being recorded. This is going to look like it's in the middle of the show. I got to get my shit together. <laughs> 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 but still, after that, it's, it's, I had the same thought that I've had after so many TV spots that wasn't very good, you right. know? And so I'm paranoid about it. Mm. And my wife just saw it, you know, she saw it later at night. She goes, it was fine, you idiot. You know, it's like, I have that. Do you ever have that? Do you have regret after, after things happen? Oh, yeah, of course. The regret of just, why am I just, why am I f- dwelling on, you know, some, some word that went wrong, you know? Uh, well, it's like... I, I was thinking this just the other day because I'm going to do a DVD again. Yes, right? yeah. And I hate doing a DVD. Yeah, well, I was, I've had the same thought recently because I'm like, yeah, you want, you just want that, you want the DVD to be on a night where you don't, there's no DVD. Right. That's yeah. exactly yes. <laughs> yeah, I want someone to secretly film the yes, show on one of those nights when I just fucking nailed yes. it, and then you, you get off stage and you're like, that went really well tonight, and someone, everyone just appears like, oh yeah, we filmed that one. <laughs> I was like, yes. Finally, you do, you do a DVD. I know I've done it as well. You do, you know the DVDs, so you stuff up one word, and you, in your right. brain for the next two minutes, thinks that's going to be on the DVD forever. I, I can't watch that DVD <laughs> now. I paid I paid thousands of dollars to get this stupid thing made, and now I can never enjoy it, and I can never enjoy anyone complimenting me about it because I fucked up anything that's good about this show, which is being in the moment. Because I can't be in the moment because we're recording my fucking DVD. And the, the audience is lit and you keep staring at the person who's not smiling and you're thinking, fuck, mate, I'm doing a DVD. You know? yeah. Why are you here? Smile. <laughs> mate, seriously? They're recording this forever. Oh, now I'm saying that out loud and I've ruined my DVD. Exactly. Why? But, uh-huh. the, the, but the thing that you have to kind of rationalise in your mind at the other end of that is it costs more to come and see my show live and your show yeah, live yeah. than it would cost to buy the DVD. Yes. And we are happy to charge people that amount of money to come and see us live. Yes. And chances are, by the time you do the DVD, it's going to be better than, no matter what the night's like when you record the DVD, it's probably a better show than 85% of the people who saw that show yes. have seen, even yes. on an off night. Yes. Because the show's just so yeah, good by yeah, then. Yeah, you've worked it up to that point. Yeah. So you should be able to record it and let I know. people watch it. Exactly. But I know. I know. It's like... So you're happy with your first night having yep. mistakes of a season because my first night. It's my first night. And you having mistakes. As if the audience, <laughs> like, yeah, it's their, it's their only night. You know what I mean? I it's like, what's well, that my first night? My first night. Yeah. 75% good. Good result. High <laughs> oh, five. That went well. <laughs> people first night, that was great. <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, funny. That's like yeah, giving someone a car and like, oh, like only eight people die. Like, I mean, for the first car, I mean, it's bad for the eight people who died, but 
for our first crack at making a car. I think you know I, I got in a taxi in Sydney the other day and uh, I said I wanted to go to Chinatown. The guy didn't know where it was and he goes, it's my first day. And I wasn't happy with that. I was no. like, I don't, mate, it's not my, right. it's not my, your first day. I don't give a shit, mate. I want like, to go to yeah. Chinatown. I mean, this guy's wrapped. He's like, well, I'm, I, I, I learn how to pull over and pick someone up. I think for my first day, I'm nailing it, mate. You expect me to know where Chinatown uh, is? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's really funny. What do you say to cab drivers? Do they ask you? Because this happened to me last night. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to the M Mall, and often when you go to a big venue like the M Mall, you get in the cab, and the cab driver will say to you, hey, what's on at the M Mall tonight? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so I don't really like making things up because I, if, if you then get caught in a lie, it makes you look like yeah, a, a dick, absolutely. I reckon. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, particularly on the way over, to be honest, all I wanted to do was listen to the footy on my radio yeah, on the way yeah. over to the show. You know, not think about yeah. the show. I didn't want to talk about the yeah, show. Yeah. And, but I didn't want to lie to him. And I, so I said this. I said, look, there's a, there's a comedy show on yeah. at the end more, but I'm just going to work. And I thought, oh, that's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it implies I just work yeah, at yeah, the concessions. Yeah. But like, you know, nothing about that was a lie. Yeah, yeah. Great. Back to the footy. Yeah. What about you? What in that situation? Because you're recognisable too. I imagine people yeah. want to have a chat with you. Yeah. What's your uh, approach? Look, uh, to, it's, um, I'm I'm happy to front foot what I'm doing these days, and you know, uh-huh. and I'll explain to them that I'm a comedian and that I'm doing a show, and you know, it's you know, and my one of my first, one of my most solid jokes ever was a sim situation in a cab in, in Tasmania years ago where I was doing a show and the guy said uh, I said he said where you want to go and I said the theatre royal and he said oh what's going on there and this is this part's true I said there's a stand-up comedy gig there tonight and he goes yeah oh yeah who's playing so he, that's you know this is years ago yep. so it was no I do I still do it now like it happened a few weeks ago sometimes <laughs> yeah. where that bit doesn't really that doesn't compute as well because I'm quite well known now. Right. <laughs> so I really should say it was 15 years ago <laughs> at a corporate or like something. This, I'll just yeah, throw it in. You want to like you? You don't want to say this happened 15 years ago. You're like, I want to make this feel like it's topical, even though it kind of ruins the joke. <laughs> I, it gets in my act every now and again, but yeah, and that, I do have that paranoid thought: people aren't going to believe that this cab driver didn't know who I was. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, and at the time I go theatre royal. He said, "Who's playing?" I said, "I'm playing." And then he actually said, "It's a big theatre." good enough to fill it that's what he said to me in this cab and at the time i said nothing but in my act i go oh this this cab's got five seats you've only filled two of them you know so it's one of the most solid laughs i've ever got right in a stand-up bit from a completely from true story right to the end so um uh but at the time i said no i hope so you know i'm I'm always generally humble when i get response when people talk to me or i'm just i'm not witty in the moment Uh so if someone on the street says something to me in in recognizing me i'll just uh, and just but then if it if it's a little bit disconcerting i'll I'll walk away and and come up with a a line right because that's isn't that what being a comedian is basically is though yes yes. isn't it just the opportunity for you to be retrospectively witty yes it is like to rewrite these scenarios that happen (laughs) and go well none of that really happened but that's how it's now happened in my head like it's again in my act now or sometimes in my act these things are in and out only in Adelaide a few weeks ago which I actually did this joke on the Logies uh, a woman came up to me and said Dave Hughes you look completely different in real life that's what she said to me you look completely different and at the time, I said, oh, well, I didn't say anything at the time, but then I walk away from it and then think, oh, that's weird. That's something about that. Uh-huh. And so, and then I, and, and then when I do the joke on stage, you look completely different in real life. I go, I go, oh, well, how did you recognize me? You saw a guy that looked nothing like Dave Hughes and you thought, that guy looks nothing like Dave Hughes. That must be Dave Hughes. So, so you know, it's a good joke now. It's a solid joke, but just come from someone saying, you know, so the first part, 
first part's always true, pretty much, and then the last part I just make up. So, yeah, yeah, right. Mm, and yeah. you're like, well, that's how that's yeah. how my life happened. Yeah, it's the rewind, isn't it? It's like, yeah. so you know, I mean, there've been movies about that, probably, where you can just go back and try yeah. to, yeah. But the but, well, but that's is what it kind of is. Yeah, like, yeah. We just kind of do that. We get to tell the story and go. Well, this is now how it happened. <laughs> Like sometimes when I'm in a moment with somebody and they're giving me shit and I'm in my head, I'm like, I don't even have to say the things to you because I'm going to say these yeah. things to heaps of other people and that's better than saying it to you. Absolutely. Whenever I get insulted, it hurts to the time, but then pretty much pretty much every insult ends up on stage. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah I, that is interesting. So do, t- tell me, do, what do you think in your psyche that's about? Because I'm interested in what you get out of comedy, not just the like the enjoyment of doing it, but what do you get out of it? What what is it in well, your life and your personality and your well, world? Even early it? on, I think the best thing about comedy, and I still think that, is to be able to laugh at situations that make you uncomfortable. Right. So that's I think that's and my first, well, one of my first breakthrough routines was being on the dole, being talking about being on the dole, which mm-hmm. at the time, you know, I'm a struggling comedian, but I'm on the dole. I, I can't make enough money to support myself and it's embarrassing. But being able to talk about doing that as a comedy routine was really liberating. It's like, you know, I'm in a situation I don't want to be in. It's embarrassing. You know, no one, no one actually wants to be on the dole. Right. But be able to laugh at that situation was really good for me. You know, it's just therapeutically. And, and, people, uh, and ironically, up, yeah. the thing that got you off the dole. Yes, absolutely. So you going on the dole. Like yes. if they were saying, are you looking for work? And you're like, I'm running a routine about being on the dole, <laughs> which is going to actually get me work. So technically, <laughs> this I am literally, I'm just going to write this down. <laughs> in the space where it said, did you apply for work? I'm going to write down this routine and you keep this. Yes. Some of my most fondly remembered routines about being on the dial. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, what, so what do you think now? So let's talk a bit of Australian politics because the uh, budget just yeah. happened here in Australia, our federal budget, and we've got a new government and uh, they're repaying a bunch of Debts, like the you know, so yeah, like, yeah. like most countries Project, in the yeah. world, the global financial crisis happened. Australia survived the global financial yeah. crisis, um, but the previous government spent a lot of money yeah. on a lot of things. Yeah. And now, if you believe what the government is saying, there's a whole bunch of money that we have to pay back. Yeah, they've got right? to get into surplus. And what they seem to have done is gone after. I mean, they've gone after rich people a bit. Yeah, yeah. but they seem to have gone after like poor people a lot more. Like, yeah. Paying a bit of extra for Medicare and the uh, education costs and things like that. that we're going to have to work until yeah. we're 70 now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was that first time when, when they raised, raised the pension age to 70 the other day. I was kind of like, ah. Oh. I'm going to die before I retire. <laughs> I know. Like, you know what I mean? Because you, know, you know it'll raise again between now and when we're whatever that age yeah, but is. But it's okay for us because we, like, we love our jobs. Oh, yeah. But if you hate your job and you're like, what? Oh, yeah. I'd be happy to be working at 70 if it's yeah, in I'll this be, job. I'll be desperately trying to work at 70. But right. Yeah, but if it's a job you hate and your back's bloody crook, it would be really annoying. Right. Like, I mean, my hips hurt and I've worked indoors <laughs> for an hour a day most of my life, you know? Oh yeah. It, so, but the doll's the big one. So yeah, now not, you don't even get the doll at all under twenty five for six months. There's going to be a lot more begging, isn't there? Just, I mean, you know what? Like this whole idea of people being doll bludgers, and of course there are some. And like technically, I guess even when we were doing stand up comedy, yeah. we were technically taking money yeah. from the doll. But the truth of it is. It was more effective than any arts grant you give yes, people. Yes, absolutely. And both of us, like, but yeah. a lot of people who 
went yeah, through you that. You end up paying a lot. A lot. You know, paying well, it back every... Well and truly yeah, more than oh you God, ever... every time. You know, I wish I had a dishonest accountant, to be honest. Right. I'm, paying, <laughs> I'm paying every cent. But, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Hey, you, you can't even... I wouldn't be able to eat. I mean... You know, look, so I what happens? Like, because the, the idea is you're meant to be out getting a job. So do, they, do these people just expect that your parents just have to look after you again for like more? Because, you know, that's not what every family's like. No. Not every family's like, oh, come and live at home and we'll... No, no, absolutely. Like, I love my family, but when I fucking finish school, all that, like, all right, you're on your own. Fuck that off. That used to be the way back then, though. Right. It was like, get out. You know, I think it was get out. Get out. It certainly wasn't hang around. No. Now it's I mean, like, I, hang around. I never got a direct get out. <laughs> But I, like when I said I'm leaving, there was no sort of, oh, please don't. Like, Hello. It just felt like we'd all been working. There'd, never, there'd always been an understanding that they would make sure I didn't die until I finished school. Yeah, and then, and then after out. that, I was you're on my own. Door. I could make my own stupid oh, decisions. Absolutely. Oh, look, it's got to be hard. But you've just got to make – got to – you got to – don't feel, ever feel guilty about getting a cash job when you're bloody on the dole as far as I'm concerned. Anything that can get you over the line, it's bloody ridiculous. I don't know how people are expected to look for work and live – and oh, you you just can't. I mean, even for the 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 um, Medicare thing or the hockey's going. Oh, it's just two coffees. Yeah, you know, not everyone has. I mean, I do. It's obviously not right. an issue for me. Oh, but not I, everyone just. Not everyone. Not everyone has money for two rolls coffees. around just go two coffees right. a day. They don't. It's such a <laughs> it's such a thing that's said by somebody who's never like had to go. I can't afford to have a coffee. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's a guy who's never gone. Yeah. Uh, like I remember, you know, because even when I was on the dole, when I was doing comedy, and some of my friends, we were at that age where some of your friends now who are in other jobs, yeah, have jobs. Yeah, we're going well. And yes. they might, and it might only be like they're making forty or fifty thousand dollars a yeah. year, but at that stage, oh, no yeah. one's seen that sort of oh, absolutely. money. Absolutely, it was. I was jealous. And then yeah. suddenly you're going out to like dinner with them, and you're like, oh fuck, I hope that we just get to pay for what we ordered. Not, yeah. Like because if they split the check, yeah. I'm fucked. They order a bottle of wine, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. I yeah. can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't have enough money. <laughs> it, yes, absolutely. And no, that's not fun. No, no. And this idea that like, oh, well, it's just one less beer or one less fucking coffee. I'm like, these are the people, the people who are making that decision, you understand that the coffee is literally the best part of their week or the yes. beer is the best part yes, of their week. Yes, yes. Like yeah. you're not asking them to give up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just, I'll just have, you know, a chai instead. No, that's <laughs> not the, it's not, you fucking idiot. I know. There's something is it's just one a packet of cigarettes. One packet of cigarettes is like twenty bucks. Yeah, and most of that's taxed. You know, right. packet of cigarettes. Not that you should smoke, and I don't smoke. Mm, yeah, no, ridiculous. It's um, I, I find it interesting sometimes. I don't know if you ever run up against this, but people will um, uh, have a crack at uh, comedians when you have an opinion, like you know. Yes, yeah, so le- 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 lefty. I've seen you being labelled a lefty. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, they t- they come in really hard, I and they do though. They don't. Oh, they were- I did que- I did Q and A earlier in the year, and um, oh my God, and it was now. Tell me, let's talk through that because I yeah, it's on the ABC. It's yeah, a yeah. ABC uh, TV panel show. Yeah, but, but it's a political a political show. Yeah, and they often have. They'll I mean, politicians. they'll have the Prime Minister and stuff well, on. Well, if he'd go on. I don't think he's ever gone on it. But, um, no, yeah, but... They will. Yeah, absolutely. They would have him in a heartbeat. Yeah. They'd have, yeah, like ministers. And often on the panel, they'll be like, so who was the high-profile... <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull's not I was on. and um, So I, he was a former leader of the opposition, could yeah, have been the Prime Minister who of Australia. Is, you know, I mean, who... He's, he's known My local sort of member. being a, a, a sort of a slight lefty sort of liberal. He's a small L liberal for yeah, a yeah. liberal. Anyway, the night I was on, I felt like all his people had come. And I, I don't know, I really felt like it was like, you know, it was almost a Nuremberg rally. <laughs> That's it. It was it was a night they just kicked out. They just said no more money for, or the Toyota had pulled out. So no more car oh, okay, manufacturing yeah. in yep. Australia. And... Um, 
And it was the whole crowd were, yeah, yeah, good. Like they're all clapping the fact that we can't we don't do it, we're not doing it. No more cars. And I was trying I was trying to say, hey guys, you know, you know, someone in the audience said it's a dead industry and got a and got a brand of applause. And I'm like and I'm yelling out, I'm going, No, it's not. Do you drive a car? Yeah. It's not a dead industry. It's not a dead industry. <laughs> and um oh god but i had a oh you know they're phasing out cars <laughs> did you not know three years from now no more cars so but malcolm was bloody pat me on the shoulder like i was his bloody little puppy and i just oh. felt really oh god so after that did you get a lot of uh, i got on the internet then? yeah you get a lot a lot of right wingers love to troll basically right wingers troll like no other in my opinion they just they campaign too you can see how people can get you can, I mean, I, what do you mean by that? Well, they'll just keep telling you, just keep telling you your shit, you know, right. like, and just go on and on and on. It's like, and I'm pre, I'm very good. That, well, I believe I'm very good these days at ignoring, like, you know, internet hate. Yep. And I don't get that much of it, but I still, if someone says I'm not funny or someone just favourite a comment, like, you know, and I'll, it's acknowledging, oh, yeah, good on you, mate. You're not funny. Yep, with that, that good comment, and I think that takes the hiss out of it. But yeah, but if someone if they campaign yep. you, it, it can get it can wear you down. I mean, I'm, you know, I didn't. I didn't get depressed about it, but you can see how someone could just get depressed about being, right. being really worn down by just people just hating for no reason. Right. The, the thing that I always find uh, weird about that is if you have – like when people put words in your mouth, yeah, you know, right. because you have an opinion on one thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, like – uh, so, for example um, – you know, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, you made that joke about this budget and like, you know – Whatever, but it's because you love, you know, uh, the Labor Party. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, read the rest of my Twitter. Like, I don't love them. Yeah, I know. They're terrible. Well, yeah. Don't, like, say just yeah. because I hate your thing that I like their thing. That's yeah, not how... It's like saying you've never you've never slagged off Kevin Rudd or you've never slagged off Gillard. As if you, I mean, you, you mean... There's I mean, 10 minutes on my last DVD that's all about Kevin Rudd. Yeah, that's exactly. So for right-wingers to think that, you know, people who are more uh, left-leaning don't attack their own is ridiculous right but also the other thing is like why aren't you allowed to have an opinion because here's the thing that i think is you're a person that if you take your tax bracket yes 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 absolutely if you were a person who was only motivated by money which is what a lot of these people seem to believe that you have to be yeah that the economy is the most important thing yeah like economics are important but economics are important insofar as they help us build a society yes like there's no point us having a massive surplus if like people can't go to hospitals and are sick and stuff that's what you're meant to have yeah like a surplus is basically the government saying we took more money from you than we spent on you yes look at how good we are (laughs) hang on that's not the best I don't mind that government is like, you know what? We didn't get enough money from you guys. We borrowed it from someone else and we bought your hospitals. I'm like, well, I know that's not a great long-term plan, but right now we have hospitals and it wasn't my money. So high five, I guess. Right. So, uh, but this idea that somehow as a stand-up comedian, you, you're not allowed to have like yeah. a voice on those things, yes. particularly when it goes against like, you know, your income. So mm. surely, isn't that the most legitimate of voices where you're like, this actually disadvantages me personally in yes. some way, but I believe this is the right thing yeah. to do. Yeah. But also, and maybe this is a bit self-serving, but the thing that I always say is as an industry, like, we are an industry that doesn't rely on digging shit up from the ground that is like that everybody yeah. you know, else owns to sell yeah. overseas for massive profits. Like you and I 
like employ people and create like you know yes. like shows and whatever absolutely out of our heads yes like it's you know you don't need to it doesn't soak up fucking you know gas and fuel it doesn't create fucking holes in the ozone layer yeah, like right. our business is not exploiting bangladeshi fucking children never thought so about people that. can get cheap tickets yeah. we literally just think something up and because we think it up like you know people if venues get employed like yeah. managers agents like you know festivals happen because you just create something yes we you could, are mining gold out of your own brain, absolutely. not out of the ground, Dave. Yes, and we produce You're hap- a small business person. We produce happiness. Producing happiness out of nothing. <laughs> like some sort of and magical alchemist. Recognisable happiness because right. it's laughter. Like, because so if they're not, not laughing, only, you, you, don't get, you, you don't work much longer if what they are you don't doing laugh. your fucking day, mate? Because here's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm creating a happiness out of nothing. What, I can't have an opinion? <laughs> Oh, only the people who are doing terrible things to the planet can have an opinion? Um. How did you make your money? Raping the earth and destroying the future. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I just tried to make a couple of jokes to make people happy. You've made me just so much happier about what I do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think about that a bit. I'm of like, you know, when you talk about the internet stuff and how you relate to it. Yeah. Um, and I think in some ways the internet's been great because it's shown me because you used to think if someone wrote one negative comment about you on like your your work email or whatever, yeah. it was terrible. Yes. But these days because of the internet, so much, and yeah. just because you see how much everyone hates everyone, everyone I know everyone hates everyone. You everyone hates everyone. I don't care anymore. It's yeah. amusing. <laughs> So it was like, and I know this guy's a mate of yours, so I'm not going to get bogged down in the uh, the details. But someone, uh, Sam Newman, who's a, a, f- a footy show commentator, made a comment the other night on the footy show about seeing. The no, I didn't two- see that. He said, so he'd seen the two men kiss, and he but said, "What it was, did he say?" I look. He said that it was gratuitous, and it wouldn't happen if it was, and they should keep that, you know, like that. Yeah, it was we, old school. Yeah, it was. Now, it was not just old school. It was. It was just pathetic. It, it was pathetic. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's just. You know you're out on your own when the panel of the footy show yeah. all immediately crack down on you and say, yeah. no, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, when those guys are all jumping in going, nah. It's like, yeah. anyway, whatever. So I made some joke about that on, yeah. on, 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 on Twitter. Them. Yeah. And uh, th- this guy's um, come back to me going, yeah, well, he still manages to get more laughs than you. And I was just <laughs> like, I actually just wrote back to the guy. I was like, you know what? That is just emotionally untrue. <laughs> I'm happy to. If you want to get us together, uh, I mean, that's the power of the I'm happy to take your challenge, buddy. It's fine. If yeah, you, you put on a show and see how you. Do. Let's let's yeah. So let's book him. He does the in more. Yeah. In more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. But yeah, you just got to laugh. Don't you? That's funny. But that is just. Why would he say that? What's he thinking? How do you engage with politics these days? Are you, because I think that part of the problem, like, I mean, I've been thinking about this a bit recently, which is I think that part of the problem why our system, because either there's either two things that are going on at the moment, which is that we have the worst batch of incompetent politicians that there has ever been in the history of Australian politics yeah, yeah. because 
both sides lie all the time. Yeah. Both sides are terrible. Both sides for the last, like, you know, oh, God, five, six years, essentially the most popular you can be is being in opposition. Yeah. Like when someone's in charge, we don't like them in this country. Yeah. People have clearly checked a lot out of the political system, right? So either we've got the most terrible politicians that there ever been, there's corruption at all these levels, people are not doing their jobs properly and not caring about society, or the system has become so corrupted that even good people, when they go into it, get fucked yeah. up by the system. Yeah. Like, do you have an opinion on either of those well, things I or mean, do you I have think, another opinion? Well, I think it probably people go in with good intentions and just get frustrated by how the whole thing works. I mean, I imagine that, that happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't... Uh, I, I mean, Tony Abbott just really annoys me. I mean, it's... <laughs> I wish he'd speak without. I feel like he speaks to Australian people like we don't understand English, right? You know, like why does he speak so slow and then repeat everything a couple of times like we're all hard of hearing? Him? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it, he's, he's got a lot of. Uh, he, yeah. They've obviously done some <laughs> some research and they realised that he got a lot of the elderly vote because he speaks clearly and he repeats things and they're like, we understand this one. All the others with their jibber-jabber. There was a woman at some stage. Jibber-jabber, jibber-jabber, but he speaks slowly and he repeats things. He seems lovely. <laughs> yeah, but so he's got all one way and then Ruddy was all the other way. You know? oh, it was just like, the like, worst. He was terrible. <laughs> I mean, they were terrible though. <laughs> so we've just had a, we've had a bad run, I think. Yeah. We've had a bad run. But I wonder if it's going to get better. That's well, the did problem. People, did people, was that the same opinion being held by every, poly, by every generation? No, that's what I think. Well, that's what I would like to know. Probably, you know, people would go, I mean, I know that, I mean, we look back at Keating as, you know, some of us do as being a, a great orator and, uh, you know, like a very intelligent man who did a great job. But then, you know, when he lost, he, he basically no one voted for him. Like, right. He, he got zero votes. <laughs> that election he lost. <laughs> so, so there was a lot of people not liking him. So That is a fair point. <laughs> he only had one go at it and it ended terribly. Well, he got through in the GST. Yeah. Didn't well, he won that election. Yeah. No, the, he won the uh, unlosable yeah, election. Howard wanted a GST. No, uh, no it was because John Hewson wanted oh, the John GST. John Hewson wanted a GST. John yes. Hewson. Yes, that's right. Because yep. this is, and this yep. is, okay, so I think in Australian politics, you can almost mine the rot from this moment yeah. because John Hewson who was leader of the opposition came out and explained to everybody this is what we're going to do after the election he yeah. gave every detail yes, yeah. of what was going to do he said I'm not going to lie to you guys <laughs> I'm not going to tell like this is literally what we're going to do if yeah. we get in yeah. and then he just got crucified <laughs> about this thing and since that moment no one has ever told us what they're actually going to do yeah, yeah, it was yeah. then yeah. if we'd voted that guy yeah. in yeah like maybe they would have gone because, like in the AFL, Howard, year, Howard did say that he was going to do the GST on yes. one election. He did. That yes. was one one thing I admire Howard That's for. True. He did say I'm going to. He put took the it GST. to the. Yeah. He took it to the people, so he yeah. did do that once. Yeah, but yeah, generally you're right. Is the people they just don't they just don't want to say what they're going to do. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But then how do we vote for people oh, if we, they're all up there the whole time? Just like well, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck they're going to do. <laughs> We just let Rupert Murdoch make the decision, and then we just follow that. I suppose oh, that what happens. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, but that isn't that. I know that we joke about this sort of shit, but there isn't there another part of you that sometimes looks the fuck around the world and just goes, 
you know this is all fucked up, right, guys? Like, you know that it's weird that, like, we there's just some old rich dude, like, who puts out the Australian newspaper every year and it costs him $30 million. Like, if I said to you, this this guy's going to start this newspaper, like, everyone's looking at Clive Palmer in the parliament and he's like, well, he's a billionaire and he sleeps in parliament and he says crazy mm-hmm. things. I said, there's another billionaire who puts out his own newsletter that costs him $30 million a year. And then people read the Australian and go, well, the Australian says this. And you're like, what what do you care what it says? It's a propaganda sheet by a rich billionaire. Let's think, let's only view it through the prism of here's what Rupert Murdoch's opinion on stuff is. It shocks me. It shocks me. I, I, I am shocked by it. I'm shocked by their, I'm shocked by their by the, the, them saying the ABC's biased. I'm just shocked by that. I mean, the Australian running a campaign, the ABC's biased is just that's incredible. I mean, it's it's great. It's either they either have massive fucking balls, or they really don't see how incredibly <laughs> hypocritical they are. I don't know which of those two it is, but it's got to be one or the other, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. It's it's certainly it's it's incredible. It's have incredible you ever had uh, many run-ins with uh, Andrew Bolt? Because when you were at Channel Ten, would you have run into? Yeah, we had Andrew Bolt. Bolt. He was on the project a few times. They, we stopped. Well, they, I didn't have anything to do with the decision, but he stopped going on the project with his. Uh, with the climate denial stuff, so yeah, um, I have look in person. He's a reasonable. He's, he seems like a friendly guy in person, yes. But um, again, it's the just not seeing that, not seeing the hypocrisy of what he does. I think is, is what amuses me. Have you ever been on the end of one of his? Have you ever? Because they're like, if, if Bolt puts you on his blog or whatever, then you suddenly see some people come after you because he's got a little legion of yeah, right. I, I think I've probably been mentioned by him as a as a lefty on yeah. the project, but or I don't a think leftist. He's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's ever personally gone me very hard. I don't. Have he gone you hard? Uh, I don't think I've ever got left hard, but that one does come <laughs> out. Oh uh, yeah, no, he's gone me a few times, but I, I mean, I, like, I I kind of almost feel like I wouldn't be doing my job probably. Yeah, if, absolutely. If I wasn't on Andrew Bolt's yeah, radar, yeah. but yeah. There's no doubt that the climate's warming, you wouldn't think. But I mean, I'm enjoying this beautiful autumn day, though, I must say. Oh, my know, God. This 25 like, degrees. Yeah, yeah but it's it was amazing. 100 in LA when I left. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you love the LA weather? Love- well, most of the time. But yeah. as it gets into summer, it gets too hot. Yeah, right. Like, I love that in winter, it's kind of like it is here. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's beautiful. It's like yeah. 20 degrees or whatever. Yeah. This is all, I'm talking Celsius for yes. anyone listening. It's like, <laughs> what are these wild, oh, my God, climate change is a thing. <laughs> LA's like 20 degrees. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do like the weather there. Yeah. But I was in Portland and I loved it there and, like, it rains all the time is in Portland. Oregon, is it? Yeah. Oregon. I just I love, I love America. I love all these different states. So uh, are you going to go and do, because I know that you're going to go and do Montreal just for last. We're allowed to talk about that now. They've, la- they've yeah, yeah, announced all that, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Um, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. you and I are both going to do, um, and Adam Hills. Uh, the Australian yeah. There's going to be Some Australian shows Great. This year That's good And some other com- comics as well But that's yeah. like For anyone who's looking To go to Just for Laughs for Particularly any Aussies Who are going to come I reckon those Aussie shows Are going to be really cool Yeah Fill it up people And fill I'm going to do My own solo show there I'm going to do One night of Illuminati While I'm oh, there great. So just one night So if people want to Come along and see that <laughs> That would be great <laughs> <laughs> but you know like they're doing this thing you could just do one like yeah show. right yeah because i've wanted to do a solo show there for a while yeah but i i knew that if i did five nights that's essentially four nights of no one coming and possibly <laughs> one night of it being okay so I'm, I'm concentrating on the just one night let's see if we can just get enough what venue you know, what venue? I don't know something small <laughs> something small for one night that's what it is yeah but um so 
Are you going to do some shows in the States and stuff? Yeah, I'm in LA, away? man. you got to have to hook me up with some clubs, you know? You know yeah. LA, don't you? Um, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know I, it. I, did a little, I should mention something that I've done. What was the one, what's the one down on the beach? Hermosa? Yeah. Comedy and Magic Club? Yes, that was great. Yeah, Hermosa Beach? Yes, I want to go down there again. Hermosa. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I like that. So that's, and Hermosa's kind of, it's this very, um, you know, beachy sort of suburb. It has its own vibe going on there. Yeah, yeah. But they do great shows there. I, lo- yeah. I love that venue. Yeah, so I did that last time. It was a couple of years ago. And I'd, um, last show I did there was for a US act called Gabriel Iglesias. Do you know who he is? I've heard the name, They call yeah. him Fluffy. He's like... A the big guy. The big yeah, guy. Yeah. And like massive Latino audience, right? Yeah. And so this night I was on, it was pretty much like all Latino comics and like all like you know latino audience yeah and then and just me yeah right yeah and i had one of those gigs where i was like my god maybe i would just become the russell peters of latino comedy <laughs> like i was they like i'm gonna you. be that well i guess it, i mean it was being on his show like because when when he does his shows it's yeah. like he's invited all the yeah, yeah. support acts so they're, to gonna, be there. they're gonna like so you. they're already gonna like yeah you. yeah you've also got eight guys on all doing some take on like Latino life yeah, so, so I'm not and it's different yeah. but also I'm Australian not American so, you're different. so I'm a white guy they can like yes <laughs> I'm a white guy who's done <laughs> no wrong by them no, that's what Andrew Bogut said you know the, uh, the NBA basketballer yeah. who's a Melbourne guy said that yeah he's, it's okay it's okay to be white well I mean it's okay to be this one is it's okay to be white in the NBA if you if you're not American right <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, that's if fine. If you're American and white, it's not so no. easy for you. No. Hey, what's this like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was uh, very interesting because I barracked for the Clippers in the basketball. Yeah. And uh, I've told people on this podcast before, they heard about it, but uh, Kathleen McCarthy, who you know, yeah. our mate Kath, um, and she was over in LA and I took her to see the Clippers play. Um, they were playing Golden State in yeah. the NBA Finals that's in the Andrew's playoffs. Team. Andrew was injured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we... Um, uh, had tickets at a third row from the court, like really great tickets. So you got bought them before the the Sterling thing? Day before. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder what they would have cost the next day. Yeah, wow. Like whether they would have been cheaper or more expensive. How much were they? Uh, so about 1500 each. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah but yeah. like we were, you know. Yeah, you're right. There. You can hear them talk an from where we were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An and it was her only time she's going and it's yeah, playoffs oh, and huge. whatever. Yeah. You know, it was good. So, um, so anyway, we're, we're having a great time. That's yeah. fantastic. But that was the night where the NBA had like, that was the first game after the NBA had sacked him. Yeah. And like, no one knew what the fuck was going to go on, right? And all these people came to the game with like, you know, anti-Donald Sterling t-shirts yeah, yeah, and yeah. like the, the DJ at the courts like chanting, we are one. And everyone's like, you know, there's like, because his whole thing was he said he didn't want people to bring black guys to the yes, game. Yeah. And so there was like all these guys with like signs, like there was this guy, and it came up on the John yeah. Bertrand, this guy, I, um, I brought a black man yeah, to the game. And the guy anything. was like, I'm a black man. <laughs> and all the that. players. And yeah, it was, I mean, it's it was a historic moment to be was, there. It was. It was pretty amazing to be yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. And they, do they win? They won. They yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a dubs man, yeah. It's the Warriors. Yeah. That's because both of them, yeah. Dubs. The dubs. Go the dubs. <laughs> Go the dubs. <laughs> I Googled why they're called the dubs. I can't remember now. So anyway, they're the dubs. Oh. Uh, no, nah, that would have been amazing. Is it dubs for W? Like Warriors? Or is it? I think it no. might be. I think you might be right. Yeah. I'm not 100%, but I think you might be right. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, good. Yeah, but anyway, so going to America, loving it in, okay. in, in London. Have you done London much? Uh, I did. You, well, you're playing at the Soho Theatre, Yeah, right? have you done that? Yeah, I did that last year for two weeks. It was unreal. Yeah. I had the best time. Yeah, it great. It was good. Yeah. They're such lovely people. It's a really good theatre. Yeah. 
it, you know, the, there's enough Aussies there that, you know, you cross the line, half yeah. the crowd will yeah, be yeah. Australian, but they've got enough of a vibe through that theatre that it Other won't all be Aussies. Up. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is, you know, because if yeah, you're going you overseas. Yeah, of course you want to, yeah, absolutely. You right? feel, yeah, well, you know it's like, you must really enjoy going around America, you know, doing comedy to people who don't know you and getting a laugh, which feels, it must feel very satisfying to you, so, I imagine. Explain because I have talked about this a little bit, obviously, on there, but it almost it probably sounds weird coming from me because sometimes people even say to me, like, you know, because people from the outside can't understand, like, particularly journalists and stuff, I guess, yeah. always ask you, like, why would you be doing that? Like, when, yeah, when you can stay here and soak up cash, right. yeah. So, why would, why would you, why would you do that? What's the difference between p- performing in front of an audience who don't know you and doing well? As opposed to performing in front of an audience that do know well, you. Well, people who, I mean, you know, and people can easily say, oh, yeah, they love you. They love you before you even speak. Right. You know, in Australia. Which, which is, of course, was what you were expecting yeah. them to do last night. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're right. That's why it wasn't a, that's why it was a shock when it didn't happen. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but um, so, so, and, you know, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that you might get a bit of a head start. Uh-huh. But, and it makes life a bit easier. But um, I also appreciate when no one knows you at all and you walk on stage, as, as, you know, happened to me in America a couple of years ago and happens to you a lot, probably less now that you're working more over there. But when they don't know you at all, and um, you know, within well, however long it takes, they uh, really appreciate what you're doing, and you know, it makes you realize, you know, it makes you sort of um, oh, uh, anyway, it makes you know that you are funny. Yeah. So yeah, and and I just remember some of these gigs I did in America last time. I was only there for a week in in LA, but I had a couple of spot the LA Improv, which went really well, and I really felt just felt really good. Like, like beforehand, the the comedy owner or the you know, Guy's running, it's going, oh, God, I have to put you on. And somehow some management had forced him to put me on. I'm like, oh, oh fuck's sake. Great. What are you? Yeah. Who are you, you fucking idiot? <laughs> and uh, anyway, walk on, do five minutes or whatever, and do really well. And then people afterwards are getting photos with you. And you're like, you know, you're looking over to the dude who's going, and he still doesn't give a shit. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but particularly in a room like that, because you're going into like, a place where yeah, stu- Richard Pryor yeah, absolutely. used to... a lot of yeah. American comedians who, um, yeah, have, have, have grown up. Yeah, so yeah, you kind of so, feel yeah, like... Yeah, absolutely. That if does... I'm killing in this room yeah, right here... absolutely, yeah, no. So. It's not a million miles away from, like, you know... Yeah. Like, I'm... maybe I could do this on a night when... Yeah, it's, it's good. I yeah. like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I can understand exactly why you do it. So, uh, and then Edinburgh as well? You're going to do yeah, Edinburgh as well? Yeah, absolutely. I love London, too. Uh, well, so I love... I love and I haven't done Edinburgh since 1999 when you did it as well. Is Remember that right? Those days? Yeah, yeah, I've been there since then. So you've not been back since I've not been back to Edinburgh since 1999. I started full-time radio in 2001. Right, so, so that means there, you can barely can't do it. In 2001, I've not been able to do any of this stuff really. Only right, because it's know. at a time of the year where you can't say to your radio station, oh, I'm going to go you take can't. a month off no, you just can't. to go to Scotland. No, you can't. So, yeah. To so, hand out flyers. Exactly. <laughs> so... So I spent a long time. I know time. that we're spending most mornings handing out cold hard oh, cash. But me. today yeah. I'm going to hand out some flyers <laughs> with my own face on them instead yeah. of my so, really good job. Oh, God. So, yeah, no, I'll enjoy it. I'll uh, enjoy so that was, uh, that, well, that was a long time ago when yeah. we, oh, I mean, we were God. both pretty new to comedy. I, I remember know. we were sharing a, um, a, a flat. With Lucy. With Lucy. So that's I see right. Lucy occasionally. And, uh, and I remember the first week was particularly tough for both of us. Like we weren't getting people in oh, and whatever. And I remember you at one stage were just like, you know, we could just like go to some like island and pretend we went to Edinburgh. <laughs> 
It was harsh. You know, I didn't get great reviews. And you're fucking, you, you think you've done a good show. And you think, oh, right. fuck, I'll get a good review. And it was just a middling review. I'm like, fuck. You got a good review, I believe, though. I remember you got a good review. And you got you got nominated for Best Newcomer, didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, so. Although that was that. back in the days uh, where, because these days they announce the Best Newcomer with a week to go, right. which is great for your ticket sales, yes. right? Because everyone wants to come and have a yeah, look at yeah, it last yeah, week. Yeah. But back in those days, they announced it as they announced the award. The award. Oh, really? So, yeah, it was literally one the of nominations the, at the same time. Yeah, oh, so it was like literally the nominations for the Best Newcomer are, and they listed three names. Yeah, yeah. And so I got enough time to go, oh my God, I might win the... Oh, no, didn't. <laughs> no, didn't. That was it. That was my moment. Still, I mean, it was a moment. It was yeah, a good you got moment. a moment. You got a moment. I mean, yeah. it just would have been good to ex- yeah. enjoy that moment for yeah, another for thirty week. seconds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a week would have yeah. been great, week but week even a great. day. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, even a heads up earlier in the night, <laughs> so I could strut around the party like I was a chance, you know. But <laughs> uh, yeah, have you been back there lately? No. So I did uh, two thousand and six and two thousand and nine or something like that. Yeah, I was going to go back this year. This was kind of my plan was I was going to go and do this year and um then i picked up some work in the u.s yeah yeah it was enough that i was kind of like so what i'm thinking i might try to do i've never done this before and i think it might be fun is if i have a week off during edinburgh i might come to edinburgh and like just do Do a few spots the other gigs yeah i mean there's gigs everywhere yeah yeah this is going to be there prompter's going to be there fan fiction's going to be there like by the time i did a bunch of shows that i know with like plus you know some late night gigs and stuff yeah and then just see some shows and hang out and you'll get the you'll get a a feel like you're involved yeah it'd be fun to go to a festival without having to do your whole own show every night and worry about ticket sales and all that sort of shit yeah Yeah. i've never done that (laughs) like people tell me the melbourne comedy festival is a really nice comedy festival (laughs) sure it is but i've been working at it for the last 19 years so i've missed a lot of the fun looking at your ticket sales i've missed a lot of the fun the rest of you fuckers seem to be having (laughs) like you know when the people who and this is sometimes i look at this life and like you know i'm not i'm very happy with what my life is but but you know like when you look at someone who's been handing out whose like job it is during the month in melbourne to hand out flyers or whatever on the street for people and all they're doing the rest of the time is going to see shows and partying all night and like having this like great fucking holiday and you're like you're having a much better festival than me I remember <laughs> an article, an interview with John Cougar Mellencamp years ago, just oh, reading here we it, go. and he just said he was he was <laughs> going to a gig one night, you know, probably playing, at, you know, I don't know, fuck, you know, he plays stadiums or whatever, John right. Cougar Mellencamp, but he, he drove past a guy who was who had a six pack and a packet of cigarettes in his hand, and he's like, just, I wish I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I always remember that. Like, yeah, every now and again, I wish I was that guy. I don't smoke or drink anymore, but right. every now and again, I, just, I wish I was that guy. Right. <laughs> that guy who's just going off, smoking smokes and drinking drinks. Drinking, just chilling out. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Husey, you've got to go and play tennis, I so do. we should wrap this up. Um, uh, we, people can find you on the internet at Dave Hughes on Twitter. Yeah, where well, else? DaveHughes.com.au. I'm really trying to get my website going, so um, um, book, book tickets there, but I'm going to do more on that website, DaveHughes.com.au. Okay, cool. Cause, and Because you're going to travel around Australia and stuff. All over the joint. You can catch me anywhere. Look, I'll, I'll be near you somewhere if you, you know, no excuses. Come on. So along, you're doing a big, like, country tour as well I am like, as well like, yeah absolutely doing regional yep yeah, going everywhere so and do you, are you looking forward to that I am I'm, I just I love stand up as long as people turn up you know yeah. that's that's the main thing <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, thank you very much for listening to the show guys as usual if you like the show uh, rate it on iTunes that helps us keep up at the top of the charts and particularly to uh, my friends in America if you could rate it on the US iTunes that helps out a lot um, 
uh, as announced recently, uh, we will be doing uh, FOFOP live at the LA Podcast Festival again this year, which is uh, grand final weekend in the AFL, Husey. Yeah, right. They've changed it. Like, so That's I've done the podcast festival the last couple of years. Yeah. And then this year it's grand final weekend in the footy. And they hit me up and they said, hey, you know, we'd love you to do the podcast again at the thing. Are you busy that weekend? And I'm sorry to say this to my football team, but I was like, <laughs> no, I am free. There is no chance. Like, you know that thing yeah, where you're like, yeah, it's fine. No ch- I'm no happy chance. to make other plans that weekend. Yeah, same with mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hughesy, it was a pleasure, mate. Thank you. Thank you.